And we are finally back. MMA Lock Talk, episode 31, October 11th. It's been about two weeks, about a week and a half since your boy has been live with you guys. But I really needed that week off. I mean, I was originally intending on doing an MMA Lock Talk episode for you guys uh, every day of last week because there was no UFC event. But as I was about to go live for my one-day episode, I was like, you know what, let me just sit back. Let me let the voice heal. Let me give it a rest. Take a full week off and then get right back into the swing of things this weekend. Got nice and early with the... MMA Logcast dropped it last night for anybody that's curious, so make sure you guys go check that out if you guys want to hear my thoughts on the fight this weekend. Pretty much broke down every single fight except the the George, or sorry, uh, Joe Anderson Brito fight. Was originally waiting for the uh, the odds to drop before I say anything about that matchup. Still doesn't seem like the odds are out, so I'm going to wait until the odds drop first, and I'll. Uh, update my best bets and props article on patreon and then i will also uh well obviously you guys will hear my thoughts on thursday for propping you up with cody friday ultimate weigh-in show uh, and then saturday fight day live chat as well but that is the only fight missing from the mma lock cast would dropped um but i was very happy to uh to take some time off um i, I know you guys remember there was a couple days during that crazy stretch um of events where i was doing you know two three maybe even four streams a day and i could really feel it on my voice so you know as much as i want to pump out content for you guys as much as i want to sit in this chair talk to you guys chat chat with the live stream breakdown fights uh you know it's it's a recipe for disaster working that much so i was happy to have that one week off literally doing nothing i i studied up on fights and all that I obviously recorded my my podcast as well but in terms of doing live streams it was nice to kind of have that one entire week off um what's been going on pretty much just chilled all last week like i said did some work here and there tape index updates and and uh researched the upcoming event but outside that uh, that really got to hang out with the wife enjoy our time together um, you know, really taking the weather as now it's starting to get colder up here in Toronto. So we're just taking our time, not really, uh, you know, not ho- hoping that that winter doesn't rush its way into, into Toronto here, trying to take advantage of these nice days as best as possible. Already see the, uh, the internet, uh, notification on my stream here, hoping that it sticks together, keeps together. Maybe the internet's just getting ready to rev up and be ready for all the streams and uh, content that I got to drop for you guys in the next week or so. Uh, We finally got our wedding photos back, or at least a good chunk of them. Uh, You know, for anybody that's been having a wedding or had a wedding recently, shout out to my guy, Jake Nowaker in the chat, who just recently got married as well. Congrats to you, my friend. But if you got a photographer and they've been busy as hell, you know that it takes months and months for you to get your, your photos back. And we finally got ours back about four months later. Um, still waiting on the video. We got video done as well, but got some pictures back. And, you know, it was all right. I was a little bit skeptical. Strictly due to uh, 
you know, my, my back was really fucked up that, that entire wedding week. And I was hoping it wasn't going to come through on the camera. And, you know, there were some good shots. There were some sketchy shots, but, uh, I was happy to have, um, I was happy to, to finally receive them and see them. <clears throat> so that was exciting. Um, tomorrow I'm actually heading to a wrestling event. AEW is coming up here to Toronto. I'm not a big wrestling guy, not a pro wrestling guy whatsoever. Um, but, uh, you know, it, it just gives me an excuse to just hang out with, with some of my friends that are into it. Right. A couple of my college roommates, uh, are still into it. So I was going to meet up with them and, and enjoy it with them. my brother and a couple of friends as well. So looking forward to that. Know nothing about AEW. You know what I mean? That all I know is that that Cody Rhodes guy was into it. That was it. I don't even know if he's still a part of it. Um, but uh, the atmosphere and stuff is usually what I go for. The experience is what I like to go for, and it should be a fun time. So, really looking forward to that. And uh, yeah, then we finally got fights back this week. Next week, the big UFC 280. Not to mention your boy's birthday as well. Looking for, forward to that as well. Um, 10 a.m. start time for the fights on uh, for UFC 280 next weekend. So you know your boy's gonna take get get to bed nice and early on Friday. <clears throat> Speaking of bed, yeah, I mean, seems like I need some bed right now. But uh, we'll get to bed nice and early on the Friday before the fights, and then uh, get up nice and early and get twisted. I'll be going live for at least the. I'm thinking the entirety of the card. I'll be live with you guys put on a birthday hat or something and just chill with you guys and, and get fucked up and really enjoy my time. So looking forward to that. Um, but I got to say this, it's, it's nice to be back in the saddle here. It's nice to, to, you know, I got my guy Alfred kicking it beside me here. Um, I'm just happy to uh, finally be back with you guys. All right. Uh, let's get into the live chat since this is pretty much what the whole stream is about did i bring my pen yes i did bring my pen so you might as well prepare for liftoff <laughs> all right robot chicken wings in the chat always appreciate the love and support my friend my guy, Jason Comtois, I believe you were the one that reached out to me yesterday, checking up on your boy. Truly appreciate when any and everybody does that. Jason, you are a G, my friend. Appreciate the love. How would you line Holland versus Wonderboy? Um, I think somebody said that, yeah, Holland opened up as a dog at plus 130. I think that line is fair. Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of people are going to think that Wonderboy is washed now because of the last couple of performances he's had. But look at the guys he's going up against and look at how they chose to fight him. I'd be surprised if Kevin Holland looked to take the same approach. I think he's going to want to strike with Wonderboy. And if he does, I think he might be in for a rude awakening. Uh, I'm still going to wait out on that line. I'm expecting that Holland love to come in. And uh, as the fight gets closer, we might even see that line flip. We might see a Wonderboy become a small underdog. And if that's the case, um, I'll be happy with taking a shot on Holland as, or sorry, Wonderboy as an underdog. But as of right now, if that those are actually the odds, minus 150, Wonderboy, plus 130, Holland, I likely will just sit back and, 
just enjoy it as a fan. Hype MMA in the chat. What's going on, my buddy? Hope you're all good. <clears throat> Jake Neuker saying, Holland going to come in like minus 200, I assume. Uh, I think you are off there, my friend. Uh, but I'm hoping that the majority of fans think that because if he is a, uh, you know, is that big of a public favorite, people are going to bet on him and that line will obviously flip. Sansense Boulevard in the chat saying, got to have some time off now and again. Glad to have Lock Talk back. Appreciate the love, my friend. Appreciate you stopping by as always. Jake saying, thanks, bro. We got ours back two weeks after just because he's a very good friend of mine. Okay, then you got lucky. <laughs> the guys that we uh, bought into, you know, they're busy, busy group that we bought into, but uh, happy to finally get them back. The Real Study in the chat saying, Dimelo. Lock, what's up? What's up, people? Appreciate you stopping by, my friend. Big Zan is saying, Lock is the coolest dude on YouTube. I try. I honestly try. I appreciate that compliment, my friend. Hype saying, AEW Live is awesome. Nice. The Real Study saying, AEW not bad. Sir, atmosphere is a vibe. I'm looking forward to it. I'm happy to hear that there are some positive... Um, there are some uh, positive reviews of AEW. Again, I don't know who the fuck to cheer for. I don't know who the heel is, who the baby face is. We'll just go with the with the atmosphere. Lost One Dream in the chat. Remind you guys, hit that like if you haven't already. Also, speaking of a Lost One Dream, fellow Canadian of mine, happy uh, belated Thanksgiving to anybody that's uh, enjoyed their long weekend. That's why I didn't do a show yesterday. The wife was off as well, and we just had a whole day to ourselves. Um, decorated the house a little bit for Diwali as well, which is uh, just around the corner, but um, uh, pretty much spent Thanksgiving hanging out, uh, watched the first two Lord of the Rings movies, just something that we like to do, uh, and, and really enjoyed our time. Hopefully you guys were able to enjoy some times with your loved one, uh, loved ones as well uh, over this Thanksgiving weekend. Daniel saying, what do you think the line will be for Brito versus Lucas? I uh, haven't looked into that fight yet, so I can't say anything, but usually... The short notice UFC debutante is going to be the underdog, right? So that's what I'm expecting here. Um, I'm looking forward to getting into the tape for it, but I, I I would prefer there to be a line out so that I can actually, you know, study it, then look at the line, and then uh, drop what the uh, the breakdown is on the Patreon, and then obviously the video ones for you guys as well. Jake Norker saying, Holland has a dog surprises me because the odds makers like him, but damn, might have to hit that. Good luck to you if he... If you hit that, my friend. Lajon Dream saying, I just picked up a pen for Thanksgiving to smoke at my parents' place. LOL. I love it. I love it. Jake Norker saying, I'm telling your parents. <laughs> Tell them. Tell them. It's all good. Lajon Dream saying, early lean on Gus and OSP. What an ugly fight, right? What an ugly, ugly fight. Um, it's a sad fight more than anything. I put that in my, my Discord when somebody actually posted. I'm like, this is more sad than anything. Uh, I got to lean OSP, I guess, man. Like, Gus does not seem like he can really take a shot on the chin anymore. And Gu OSP, I think, still has enough power to, to put Gus down. But, man, this could be this could be a sloppy fight. But I guess I, guess I lean OSP. Damn. Evo Stuff saying, I'm back, everyone. No worries. Been a long time since I've seen you in the chat, my friend. Appreciate you stopping by as always. Um, Lajon Dream saying, yes, happy belated Thanksgiving. You know what it is. Jake saying, hey, me and my wife are also watching Lord of the Rings right now, finishing Fellowship tonight. I love it. Extended editions or die. We watched the extended edition of the first one, but I uh, couldn't find the second one. I'm, it looks like I'm going to have to buy it on, on YouTube or something like that. But uh, 
yeah, no, we watched the extended for the first one, the regular for the second one. We'll likely watch the extended for the third one as well. Not to mention the uh, the final or the finale of the Lord of the Rings show is this weekend as well. And I gotta say, picked up or, or sorry, it was slow to to pick up, but it's kind of picked up that that fucking war scene that they had an episode or two ago, absolute fire. Um, and for me, it's really connecting the dots of the story, which I find so intriguing, right? Like just knowing who uh, Galadriel is, what her uh, history is compared to what she is in the Lord of the Rings. Um, you know, the history of the the orcs and the dwarves and all that shit. Like I'm loving it. I'm loving connecting all the dots. I always used to watch Lord of the Rings with like a more so entertainment uh, perspective in mind, right? Like um, I just wanted to see the war scenes. I wanted to see like the fight scenes and all that type of stuff. That was it. But now I'm like really digging into the story with so much out there now with like The Hobbit and that and and uh, obviously the show now. Very cool. Same thing with House of the Dragon. Like, <sighs> I felt like a cough and then it ended up being a yawn. Very weird. Um, it, Yeah, even with the House of the Dragon, right? Just knowing what the history is and, and all that stuff. It's, it's very cool delving into those worlds and stuff. So very, very happy about that. Uh, I'm in, in the chat. What's going on, my brother? Hope you enjoyed your time out there in Montreal this past week. Jewish better in the chat. Appreciate the love, my friend. Evo Steph saying Gus can't just can't finish OSP, in my opinion. That's the that's the question mark, right? Like, can he showcase his striking and combination work as well as he used to? Right? This fight's at 205 pounds. I guess his fight against Nikita Krilov was 205 as well. And he just got starched. So I don't know. Still lean OSP, but likely will pass on that shit show of a fight. Aiden Samo saying Jeff Neal plus 170 versus Shavkat. Man, I don't I don't know if I can fade Shavkat. And you guys know me. I'm a big Jeff Neal guy, right? Cashed him solid against Vicente Luque last time around. Um, cashed him against uh, who was the fighter that he fought before that. I want to say Li Jing Liang. I could be off on that, but I know I cashed Jeff Neal as an underdog twice recently. Um, oh, yeah, it was uh, Santiago Ponzinibbio. That's what it was. Uh, but Shavkat, man, the guy looks like a problem. Real, real problem. I, I just don't know if Jeff Neal will be able to stop those takedowns. Daniel saying Glover will pull out and Gus will step in and become Shav. Could you imagine that? Could you fucking imagine that? That would be crazy. Small world lifters in the chat. Appreciate you swinging by, my friend, saying, I just come on the chat and I heard extended. You better be talking Lord of the Rings. You know what it is. Eden saying, soap today. Thank me later. It's got every movie on it. Oh, but are they like high quality, though? That's that's the question. I want like HD shit. <laughs> Small world saying, two towers extended. Not as crucial as the other two. I got to say, though, two towers might be one of my favorites because I love the... Uh, I love the Battle of, Battle of Helm's Deep. Like, that's one of my favorites. I love that scene, or that whole war scene. Sean Berry saying, what's up? How did you get into the betting space? Do you remember the first ticket you cashed? Um, I got into it very casually. I forgot who told me about it initially, but this was like 10, maybe 13 years ago. Um, where I came across like Bet365 and I was able to make like, you know, Hail Mary parlays and all that type of stuff. And you know, I, I did it very casually. A lot of lottery ticket type bets I was making back in the day. And then about five or about five years ago now, I came across, you know, betting seriously like that. That's where I'm like, okay, maybe I can actually do this. Um, 
and and I just slowly started betting, made a track record, and and looked at the mistakes I was making, doing the tape studying. That's when I really started taking it seriously, and that's when I created the whole Lock of the Night brand and decided to just go full hog with it. So um, I can't remember the first ticket I cashed because, again, I was betting maybe five, ten bucks back in the day. Um, I, one of the first big tickets I remember cashing was uh, UFC Sweden. Uh, I, I bet like two or five dollars and won like a grand, I think it was. Um, the only re- way I remember which card it was is because uh, Tor Trong was on it. If anybody remember who's Tor Trong was, he was on uh, the Jones versus Sun and Ultimate Fighter uh, fin- uh, season, but he lost to Trevor Smith that night. Oh, it was the McGregor versus Brandau card. I had a big parlay there. Uh, I think it was like a full card parlay where I got pretty much everything right, including the underdogs there. Um, but that's the that's the one that I remember as one of my first tickets. Robot Chicken Wings saying, but Hustle Dragon's best show out right now. It, it yo, it's fire, man. It there were like two episodes in the middle that kind of like felt like it was slowing down, but then it just picked the fuck up. The whole like the king thing and like like you can tell the whole civil war is just about to kick off with everybody kind of just trying to lay claim to driftwood and and making their case and securing you know their future as being on the throne and all that shit fucking fire so good so good Daniel saying Draymond versus Donovan Beard next year on the contender series confirmed I guess Draymond's getting a getting a contract then isn't he <laughs> Also did Draymond actually get cut from the Warriors I heard he got suspended but then I saw something that he might have gotten cut and released as well. Please let me know. But hilarious that he actually punched that dude. Jewish better saying Shavkat striking is good too. I feel like people sleeping on it. I think it's decent. Like I think Jeff is definitely the better striker here. Um, but it's good enough. I think it's good enough. Uh, Daniel saying Daniel line Jeff Neal line moved to plus 250. Now you get in my interest, right? If it reaches plus 300, it gets a little bit of my interest, but it's just that goddamn takedown defense that I'm a little bit skeptical about. <laughs> I'm saying if you need stuff in HD, you know how to call. I know who to call, of course. Aiden Smo saying, Oh, yeah, they only post HD quality. Interesting. Lajon Dream saying, I would think we all start off with lottery ticket parlays. Everybody does. That's how you get into it. Sean Bitter saying, you need a jailbroken fire stick and you get everything, TV shows, movies, and live TV. You get any pay-per-view on live. It's how I watch all my MMA stuff. Interesting. I've been using a, uh, um, a VPN and using Fight Pass to watch all my MMA stuff. It is most saying Chase Super minus 200 has me very intrigued. Seems like a spot we could pile up on. Who is his opponent? I can't recall off the top of my head. Rajwan saying, I haven't heard he got cut. Draymond loaded that punch up though. Yeah, he did. He did. Daniel saying, no, the fake, the meme fake pages got you. Damn it. (laughs) Small World saying, is Maximov overrated? I think his name is starting to kind of surpass the skill set. Because he has a whole Nick Diaz Army affiliation, 209 affiliation, um, you know, like the fight that he has coming up this week. And I think it's a 50-50 fight. And the only reason he's the favorite is because his name, in my opinion. Like, he's a solid BJJ player, but I think him and Malkoon are pretty much 50-50. So, I don't know. We'll find out this week in how, if he is overrated, right? If he loses this fight, we shall see. 
Small World Lifters saying Magni versus D-Rod. What was your lean? I was ready to bet another Magni decision. LOL. Uh, yeah, I was going to be on Magni there too. Uh, I think they rebooked the fight though. So uh, we might still be able to get action on that fight. Um, I think it might be rescheduled for December. I could be off, but I'm pretty sure they, they rescheduled it. And yes, I'll more than likely be on Magni that time. Aiden Small saying Steve Garcia's a Hooper's opponent. Um I haven't really been the most impressed with Steve Garcia myself. I swear he just lost too, didn't he? Let's do Garcia MMA topology. Let's see. Yeah, he lost to Mahashate round one knockout. <laughs> as a minus 200 favorite as well. Good God. Um, I don't know, man. Chase Hooper is just so goddamn flimsy. Like, if you can't get the fight to the ground, things could get sketchy. And Garcia might be the better wrestler. I don't know. But paying minus 200 on Chase Super, no bueno for me. Never, ever, ever. Not paying minus 200. I'm going to ask you, how do you feel about betting on a high ratio payouts to do midway cash outs? Um, it's not my style. Um, I can definitely see uh the benefits in it like i know some people that have done it with some success but like you have to be hitting those often and and know that the first couple legs are going to hit for sure right that's that's kind of the thing or even like if you're talking about a one straight up bet and then just cashing out midway through the game you know you're you're diminishing the odds that you're actually betting them at um just to get that early cash out I don't know. I'd have to look into it more, um, kind of see what the statistics on that are all. Um, but personally, I haven't done it with much intensity or or much much concentration. Lajon Dream saying NDA. See, my guy, Lajon, saying it exactly. Glenbot 5000. I believe this is a fellow Irishman. Not a fellow, but a friend. I believe who is Irish who's been active in here in the past. Appreciate the love, my friend. Saying, does Chuk beat uh, Firo? Ah, man, I think Chuk is always live. Chuk is always live. What are the odds for her fight? Plus one sixty. Mm. Intrigues me. It definitely intrigues me. I think she's live. I think she is live. Lajon Dream saying Patty versus Bahamundes. I don't think it's real though. Yes, it is. It is fake. It is fake. You got to be careful with those uh, stupid MMA Twitter pages that just disguise themselves as actual credentialed guys. And then it's just a load of bullcrap. Whenever you see any type of announcement, click on the profile and check it. The way that I have it set up, so I never really get finagled by that shit, especially those types of like fake matchups, is I have notifications set for Nolan King and Big Marcel. Those are two guys I can pretty much always guarantee are going to only report fights that are 100% done. So if I see a pop-up in my notifications, I know it's legit. I didn't see that Big Marcel one with uh, Patty and that, that fake thing pop up, and I knew it was bullshit right off the bat. Be careful in these streets, Olajuwon Dream. Be careful. Evo Steph saying D-Rod's performance against Lee was fucking bizarre. I just think it's showcasing, you know, D-Rod's... Uh, ceiling honestly like we can cut him some slack considering he was coming off a lengthy layoff and and injuries and all that stuff but i think he is a guy similar to maximov where his name is starting to become more than his skill set 
um yeah good fighter average fighter but i don't think this guy's gonna you know really crack the top 15 or top 10 at any point uh daniel's saying it's confirmed for the february 31st yes there you go <laughs> uh don't tap podcast in the chat what's going on my brother appreciate the love my friend Lajon saying, yep, I think Ignacio would win that too, myself included. Daniel Singh Pavlovich gets another KO. Yeah, he just got lined up with Tuivasa, right? Um, I guess I lean Pavlovich there. I can never just back Tuivasa, though. I, I'd love to see the odds on that. And a pretty quick turnaround as well for Tuivasa, considering that word that he had with, uh, with Gan at the beginning of September. So something to keep your eye on there. Jake Neuiker saying, Chukvia decision is such a great play here, in my opinion. I'll say this. Remember that performance that uh, Chukagian had against Antonina Shevchenko where she just grounded her and dummied her? I wouldn't be surprised if we see that type of approach here from Chukagian trying to test the ground game of Manon Firo, right? Nobody's been able to do it with much success. I'll have to watch the tape again to say that with more confidence. But, like, did Jennifer Maya, I think she landed one takedown on her, but didn't have much success. But I think that Chuk is a better BJJ player than Jennifer Maya. Um, I don't know. Maybe submission could be live as well. We'll see. Lajon Dream saying, yeah, I'm pretty. I'm usually pretty good at spotting the fake pages. Was highly doubtful that was real. Glenbot saying Chuk by decision. Thanks, Locke. Again, even just taking her straight up money line, if you think that she wins, is not a bad spot. Especially considering she might look to exploit that uh, the ground game. Daniel Singh was high on Gamera, but now I'm leaning Benio by KO. Interesting. I'm still leaning Gamera myself. Small world lifter saying Valentina is looking less and less like the favorite price she commands. Is it time to fade her in her next two fights? If they match her up against Tyler Santos again, I'm definitely taking a shot on Tyler once again. Um, but it depends on the matchup that's ahead of her, right? She's going to beat Lauren Murphy. She's going to beat the Misha Tates. But we got to see who we got on the up and up. Maybe if Alexa Grasso wins this weekend and she gets the number next shot, give me good enough plus money on her and I likely will take a shot. Uh, Small World saying, I have not seen what people have seen in Firo so far, to be honest. I think she's I think she's a solid fighter. She's a good striker, power puncher. She's getting better every single fight. I, I don't mind what I see on tape from her. I just got to look back and see like how people have challenged her in terms of the grappling. I don't think Mara Bueno Silva challenged her in any way whatsoever. I got, I can't recall the Jennifer Maya fight off the top of my head, but uh, yeah, definitely need to do the tape there. But, you know, I see people that think Firo is way overrated. I think people's, I, I see people on the other side saying she's too underrated. She is somewhere in the middle, in my opinion, though. Hype MMA saying uh, Leah McCourt. Um, yeah, that, that was her first time her MMA fight, though, right? So let's give her some, let's cut her some slack there. She's definitely made improvements since that fight. Aiden saying, I feel like True can pull it off, but she just arguably lost to Hibas. Uh, that's, I'm glad you kind of brought that up because, like, I've been guilty of it in the past as well, but it's something that we need to move away from is. Uh, like I did it with Christoph Jotko and Brendan Allen, even though I prefaced it by also saying, you know, I know that, okay, I had Malcoon beating Allen. Allen won that, you know, close fight, in my opinion. Um, 
I believe Malkun deserved that 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 nod there. But the fight that he had coming up against Jotko was a completely different stylistic matchup. Same thing we have to kind of say here with Chuk and Hibas, right? Even though you may think Chuk lost to Hibas, this is a completely different stylistic matchup. That has no bearing on how she's going to perform against Minofiro. It comes down to styles, right? It comes down to strengths and weaknesses and how these guys or how these fighters perform going up against a different stylistic opponent every single time out. So that Hibas fight should be completely put to the side. Maybe look at that fight and see what can be taken from that fight and be applied to this one. Not just for the simple fact that you thought she lost the decision. That has no bearing on how this fight's going to go. Again, I've been guilty of this in the past, so I'm not shitting on you by any means. That's not my approach, Aiden, my friend. But uh, just just try to take that from what you can. Take from that what you can. There we go. Contender view in the chats, and Liam McCord is a featherweight, and Manoa is a flyweight. That loss means nothing. Um, not so much for that reason, but I think more so for the fact that it was her first MMA fight, if I'm not mistaken. So I'm going to cut her some slack. She would definitely have made improvements since that fight. Aiden saying, feel like Bilal is super live. I'm, I'm looking forward to digging into that fight because I'm hearing, uh, you know, spirited uh, stances on both sides in that fight. Hey, long time since we got a, a bot in here. I thought they all forgot about me. <laughs> Glad to hit that uh, block ASAP, though. Uh, but yeah, Bilal, man, a lot of people love to hate him for some reason. I don't get it. You know, the guy might try a little bit more than he should at times, but he's a solid fighter. He has a good enough skill set, I think, to to give Brady some trouble. But I don't know. I gotta I gotta watch the tape first. Daniel saying, does this mean Beltor beats the UFC? Probably. <laughs> Fender Jazz in the chat. Appreciate you stopping by, my friend. It does feel like it's been forever, my guy. Happy to see your name in the chat, my friend. Lajon Dream saying, death taxes and Bilal and shoot by decision, cast both those tickets in the last fights. Well, if you're going back to the well here, good luck, my friend. Hype saying, can I get an early lean for Johnson versus Morales? Definitely leaning on the uh, Johnson side there. I do not think Morales is that good. Tiger View saying, Chuk versus Firo will most likely be a kickboxing match, and I favor Firo there. I am curious to see whether Chuk is going to look to take her to the mat. Like she did it against Shevchenko, or at least Antonina. She tried doing it against her. And knowing that she'll likely have a grappling advantage over Firo if she takes it to the ground, that's that's where things get interesting. Kickboxing match could still be close. Like I wouldn't pay minus 190 on Firo in a kickboxing match because Chu could still outpoint her. She could double her up on, on volume. Like that's the concern there. You'll have to almost bank on Firo landing the bigger, more impactful shots that score well with the judges. And a minus 190, I don't know, man. You you have a, a lot to battle against with Chuk. Small World saying, can Dillashaw beat Aljo? I thought he lost to Sandcastle or Sandhagen. <laughs> uh, I think he's a live dog as well. I do think Dillashaw is live. Uh, looking forward to taping that fight, but you know he might have the wrestling to keep Aljo off of him, and then he might have the striking advantage as well. So, and again, similar to the the he boss and Chukagian thing that I talked about with my guy, uh, with my guy Aiden Samo. Was it Aiden? Yeah, with Aiden. Don't take too much from fights you think a person lost. How do they match up stylistically with the fighter they're going up against now? 
Lajon Dream saying, yeah, Bilal gets a lot of undeserved hate. Yeah, I don't get it. Don't have podcast saying, Roy Val, ask her. I am taking the dog, which is Roy Val. Uh, Askar leaves his head out there, called it last fight, and I think Roy Val's chaos is a live issue for a fading Askar at plus 200. I like it, man. I don't hate it. I really don't hate it, man. Roy Val is always a tough out for a lot of guys considering his unorthodox style of fighting and the chaos that he brings to the table. So, yeah, like I don't mind plus 200. I don't know if I'm going to get to the betting window myself. I did predict Roy Val as well, but I just don't know if I can if I can do it. Evo Steph like in Roy Val as well. Aiden saying might sprinkle the Oscar Roy Val split. Oscar gets taken down, gets takedowns, but doesn't do a ton with them. Feel like it could be a greasy fight. It might not be a bad way to approach it, my friend. Split's not bad. Daniel is saying, think Royval going to finish Askar. Got to think Askar confidence might be down since receiving his first loss. Possibly. I'll say this. Um, I really thought Askarov was the shit when he came into the UFC. Like, I had some high hopes for that dude. I made him my lock of the night play in his first fight against Brandon Moreno. And I was so goddamn close to losing my shit. Um, uh, because I, I thought he deserved to lose that fight. You know, I... I I thought I got lucky by getting a push, by getting a draw in that fight. And somebody that fights similar to Brandon Moreno style, which, you know, Moreno, much better striker than Roy Val. I can definitely say that. But Roy Val takes a little bit of that chaos that Moreno likes to bring into the cage as well. And he does well with it too. So, yeah. Um, I, I'm always excited for a raw dog fight. And I think he'll, I think he can make this very competitive. Evo Steph saying, Bilal talking shit to Tony after the Diaz fight was annoying, to be honest. Did he? I missed that. I missed that. Bajran Dream saying, do you think Charles will stay at Dog Money or move to a pick him eventually? No, I think he'll remain the dog. I think that Russian tax and the love for Islam is going to be too much for people to, you know, fully sway that line and switch it. Glenbot saying, I'm nervous about the raw dog fight. Not sure on anything, even the time props. Yeah, I'm... Again, if I were to take a shot, it would likely be uh, the money line on Roy Val, but uh, I'll likely just stay away from it. Sean Greer is saying, do you watch any KSW? I do not, but I really want to. I'm going to be honest. I really want to. If nobody watches KSW or hasn't even heard of KSW, just Google it. Just Google KSW. Google some of their YouTube fights as well. They know how to fucking put on a show over there in Poland. Like, they sell out. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, they sell out even stadiums for like their big shows. They do a very good job with their production, with their marketing and all that. And uh, all those guys beyond the juice, at least most of them seems like they'll be out of juice. But um, yeah, KSW seems like a legit pro promotion that I should start paying more attention to. I'm trying to think of the most notable names to come over from KSW. The only ones that really come to mind are Matosh Gamrot and. Uh, and uh, Ariane Lipsky. Sean, if I'm missing out on a couple other big names that came from KSW to the UFC, please let me know. Don't tap podcast saying, Asker is so hittable when you watch tape. I think Roy Vaz Chaos gets him off the ground, winning minutes on the feet and maybe putting him away. I like it. I like the confidence, my friend. Jared Curry in the chat. What's going on, my brother? Doing well. Hope you are as well. Vexen organization saying any underdog bets Sunday. Uh, I think you mean for Saturday. Um, I do have two underdogs I've already bet on, but you're gonna have to watch my podcast or hop on a Patreon to find out what they are. <laughs> uh, but I'll likely be dropping those bets. I, I think I'm on a 
Am I on a two of? I think I'm only on a two of that winning streak now. Of like nine out of the last ten, I've I've hit. Let me just uh, confirm here. I took a small L on the second last contender series event. Uh, yeah, Heacher Jacoby ended my winning streak that I was on. What was it? Um, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Yeah, nine out of my last 10 events I hit. You know what? Fuck it. I'm just going to keep it behind the Patreon paywall. <laughs> Shout out to you guys that are in the Patreon as well. Love you guys. I'll drop the dog of the night play for free on Friday, though. So keep your eyes open for that. Daniel saying, how do you think the Jan O'Malley line will move? Money seems to be coming in on Sean. I think closer to the fight, that money will come back in on Jan. So if you're looking to bet O'Malley, probably wait. But um, yeah, I want nothing to do with that fight personally. Lajon Dream saying, I definitely want to take a stab on O'Malley. I, I think it's worth it. I think it's worth it. Daniel saying, both Sean's will win. Interesting. Lajuan saying, isn't there a huge fight happening in that promotion between two massive dudes or something? Yes. Uh, one of their uh, one of their veterans, Mohamed Khaledov, who is a guy that I've been long wanting to come to the UFC, but now he's like 40 years old, so I think his prime is way past him. Probably one of the best fighters outside of the UFC that never actually fought in the UFC. Let me just pull up this guy's record again. But yeah, he's 42 years old, but uh, he has a 35-8 and eight record. But really went on a tumultuous run over his last, wow, one, two, three, four, five. He's one in four in his last five fights. Really fell off a cliff in 2018. But before that, you know, he had a, so he started his career three and three. But then after that went one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, uh, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, 25, 26, 27, 28, 29, 30, 31, 31, 1, and 2. He went 31, 1, and 2 from 2005 to 2017. That was on fire. And I remember everybody was just begging for him to come to the UFC. I'm sure they were paying him very well to stay in KSW, but he was beating some recognizable names. The aforementioned Tortrong beat him in 2007, beat Igor Prokryak, uh, Jason Guida, Clay Guida's brother, uh, Jorge Santiago, he split fights with him. He beat uh, James Irvin, Matt Lindland, Jesse Taylor, Rodney Wallace, Kendall Grove, Melvin Manhoff, Kel Falcao, Brett Cooper, Luke Barnott. Beat like the best that he could get when fighting over there in KSW and ACB, but Really fell off a cliff. Seems like the age is really coming uh, coming on him now. But he's fighting. Uh, I'm pretty sure he's fighting like that. Uh, Marius Pujanowski, who's like the world's strongest man or some shit. Could be off on that. Aiden Smo saying, did you catch glory kickboxing this past weekend? I did not. I missed on that. Lajon Shang won. Yeah, exactly. There you go. Lajon saying, who won Overeem or Bader? Uh, Overeem won. From what I saw, contender view saying, love KSW and the dogs are live there. I guess I should uh, get on that. Um, Evo Steph saying, I think Corey can do what O'Malley does, just a little more controlled. And I don't know, intelligent. Sean O'Malley might actually get his ass beaten. 
Um, the thing here is there's only three rounds now, right? Jan is a guy who thrives way more in a 25-minute fight compared to 50 minutes. I could easily see an, in, uh, an instance where Charlotte Malley just kicks his way from the outside for two rounds and then just survives the third round and wins that fight. It's such a weird fight. Such a, such a weird fight. Don't tap podcast saying, I'm on Dillashaw, live vet, great scrambles, great footwork, hands, hands. Exactly what my pre-tape thoughts are as well, my friend. Glenbot saying, did Yuri come from KSW? He came from uh, Risen. He may have fought at least once in KSW. I could be off on that. But um, yeah. Daniel saying, TJ's washed. Jeez, Louise. Definitely not washed, like my guy Aiden says there. Uh, B. Anon saying, Chuk is Arlovsky of women's MMA. I like to compare her more so to Neil Magny. Like, she's always that live underdog that people always overlook. And she can stay competitive. I guess Arlovsky's kind of like that as well. But, like, you know, I would trust Chuk and Magny over Arlovsky. Wakis in the chat saying, Manpreet, what happened with Almeida fight at UFC 280? Um, Shamil Abdurahimov pulled out um but jilton got matched up with um with maxim grishin i think that's on 280 still um i could be off on this let me pull it up I think he's on 280 still. Well, he's definitely not fighting Shamil anymore. November 5th. There we go. So that's when the fight is. Jilton is fighting Maxim Grishin on November 5th. Pianon saying she somehow doesn't lose. She just has a weird style that's hard for people to, to look at. Evo Steph saying Dustin Jacoby has won me more money than any other fighter in my betting UFC history. The guy's good. He's a reliable guy. Usman saying Drickus Duplessis was in KSW, I believe. Yes, I don't think he was in it for long, though. Like, I think he beat Roberto Soldich and then he uh and then he lost to Soldich and then went back to EFC, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Vixen saying, is Gordon percentages looking good? Gordon? Is there a Gordon fighting this weekend? Uh, uh, maybe not. I'm not sure what you're talking about. Oh, Al uh, Malcolm Gordon. Uh, if you're talking about Malcolm Gordon against Makayev next weekend, I think he gets squashed. Jared saying O'Malley by split and pray. Want to see how Jan's typical slow starting downloading plays out in a three round compared to five round. Exactly. That's the that's the big caveat here that people need to to worry about if you're backing that chalk on Jan. Small world lifter saying just for fun, man. Preet, what do you think of Martinez plus Martinez parlay and Rodriguez versus Rodriguez parlay this weekend? Um, ha ha. <laughs> um, let's see. So let's start with Martinez versus Martinez, or sorry, Martinez, Martinez. I think Manna wins, but I think that uh, Jonathan might be in for a rude awakening here against a vet in Cub Swanson. Um, and then in terms of Rodriguez, Rodriguez, I do like both of them to win, but something about Pete Rodriguez at minus 700 makes my stomach quiver a little bit. But I think Pieter Rodriguez does win. Uh, 
Looks like our line's coming down too, though. So I might even end up having a straight bet on Pierre Rodriguez if it continues to trend the way that I the way that it is. But all in all, I think the Rodriguez parlay is safer than the Martinez parlay. I can Zulheyer in the chat as always. Hey, Locke, are you feeling Cub Swanson as underdog of the card, or do you have other ideas? I do like Cub, but I do want to see him on the scales first, especially with this being his first fight at 135 pounds. Let's see how that goes first. And then uh, if he still looks good, then I'll likely take an underdog shot on him. Danielson, Cub will not get the dub. I think you might be in for a rude awakening, my friend. Olajuwon Dream saying, Lomali by split, not bad. Block is saying Rodriguez, Henry, Mokai, plus 147. What do you think? I think they all win. I think that's a solid parlay. Evil Stuff saying, what do you think uh, O'Malley is going to do to Jan to be successful? I genuinely, genuinely, genuinely don't understand. Volume output. That's it. That's how Jimmy Rivera almost beat Piotr Jan, right? That's how, well, Aljamain Sterling beat him with like control time and all that, but he always makes fights super fucking close by not throwing enough early in fights. And in a three-rounder, he's going to have to get started right away. Otherwise, he might be fucked. Sean Bitter saying, do you bet any LFA? Daquan Buckley and Yuma Horyuji seem like good bets. I unfortunately do not have the time to look into LFA, um, so I will not. But I'll keep my eyes on the guys. Good luck, my friend. Lajuan saying, could you imagine if Charles Rizlam misses weight and Volk steps in and wins the lightweight head? That would be amazing, you know. But, you know, it, it wouldn't matter to me because both fights I've been highly anticipating, whether it's Volk versus Charles, Volk versus Islam, or even Charles versus Islam. All three of those fights are fire. I'm, I still would rather see Charles versus Islam, though. Danny saying, thoughts on Nate versus Floyd? Uh, no thoughts. <laughs> Sean Bitter saying Blahovich came from KSW as well. And I love how my guy Sean Bitter even got the, the L right for the Polish Jan Blahovich. I love it. Um, yes, he did come. It just seems so long ago, right? Jan's been in the UFC for fucking ever. Daniel saying, I believe Cummington came from KSW. That would be some shit. Don't tap podcast saying I'll never forget Calgary Brow versus Dillashaw. TJ's coming out party, dope fight. No one saw Dillashaw's footwork coming. If you haven't watched it, you need to. Um, it wasn't in Calgary, actually. Uh, Calgary was Burrell versus Faber, too. I was there for that one, uh, working with the UFC. But um, Dillashaw, yes, Dillashaw versus Burrell was insane. He came in as a plus 400 underdog. Nobody even thought he deserved to get a title shot to begin with. And then as that fight played out, I remember him just slowly picking him apart and uh, having a masterful performance. If nobody has seen that fight, go back and watch it with the mind frame of Dillashaw not being deserving of a title shot back then and Henan Barab being in the prime of his career. And then seeing that type of fucking performance from Dillashaw was absolutely insane. Uh, Jared saying, I know Sean didn't look great last time out, but the dude is skilled. People talk about him in this spot like he's a Dana White contender series loser being brought in. I think it's more so everybody's just so high on Peter Yan. Yeah, that's why. It's fucking Peter Yan. <laughs> Sean got length. Peter hasn't faced before, too. That's a good point. Boob saying, why is the UFC torturing us with this card? Whose idea was it to make Rosso a main event? Uh, they definitely should have made Askarov versus Royval as the main event, but I can see what they're trying to do, maybe trying to push Grasso 
She's on a three-fight winning streak. They need a new contender at 125 pounds. She's Mexican. That might help with her popularity and trying to break into that market even more. Um, I get it. I get it. Sahil in the chat saying Sugar Sean met Ranveer Singh last night. Look at his IG. Sean had no idea who it was. I'm going to be honest. I've heard Ranveer Singh's name a lot. I don't really know who he is either. I'm not really into the whole like Bollywood and like Indian entertainment world as much. You know I mean, Sidhu Muswale was like the most I got into it recently. I'm, a, I'm guessing he's like an actor slash singer type of guy. Daniel Singh. So basically, Barab Dillashaw will be today's Sugar versus Yan. Maybe. <laughs> Don't tap saying uh, Yan has just fought so many monsters. Correct. Lajon Dream Singh. I watched first 10 minutes of Sean Zay's podcast episode, and yeah, he didn't know who Ranveer was, but said he has 40 million followers. Yeah. Guess he's very popular. Uh, Josh saying Askar versus Roy Val, real main event. I agree. Um, <laughs> Daniel saying Maximov versus Malkoon, real main event. Based on how much I've seen people talk about that fight, I'm gonna have to agree with you, my friend. <laughs> James Young saying Yan training with Andrew Tate. Well, I guess Sean O'Malley is fucked then, right? Small world saying I'm gonna uh head off. Matt Pre, thanks for answering my questions. Good luck with your bets. Likewise, my friend, I'll be right back here. Actually, no, wait, not tomorrow. Tomorrow, I'm actually going to be gone for that event that I said Thursday. I'll be back 4 p.m. to 5 p.m. right here. So hopefully catch you there. Uh, Lajuan saying Sean and Shaq looks like he's... Sean said Shaq looks like he's turning from playing years of ball and being that big. Yes, I don't blame him. Look how big the dude is. Sean Road saying, oh, yep. Contender saying, what do you think about Salt Poppy? Who's Salt Poppy? Do you mean Salt Bay? Like the, the guy that does this fucking thing? Or am I am I thinking of somebody else? Jude Crane saying, I want five rounds of Jordan Wright. You're a fucking savage, dude. You mean like every time he gets knocked out, they just wait for him to come back to you and then they go another round four more times? <laughs> Marcus Williams in the chat. Shout out to the Nubian bookstore. Saying, uh, Hennenbrau had one of the biggest falls from grace in UFC history after he lost to Dillashaw the first time. Two and seven after the first Dillashaw loss. Yeah, that was not... Nobody saw that coming. Let's put it that way. Especially Joe Rogan. You know what I mean? Remember back in the day, Joe Rogan had that sound clip of... Uh, oh, Hennenbrau is a monster. <laughs> like They just kept playing that. He was no monster after Dillashaw castrated him. Lajon Dream saying Sal Poppy was a dude on the KSI undercard. He boxed while I messed the dude up. Never heard of him. Contender saying, nah, different guy. Sal Poppy is a YouTube guy who boxes. He's relatively good, surprisingly. Never really got into the whole YouTube boxing thing, to be honest. Like, I'll watch Jake Paul versus Anderson Silva. It's because it's fucking Anderson Silva. And I might have some money on that if they give me a good enough line on Anderson Silva. But never really got into the YouTube boxing thing. Boob saying, which big fave this weekend you think is going to choke? Um, there's a couple big favorites I think could drop the ball here. Jonathan Martinez, Askar Askarov, Alonzo Menafield. Yeah, I think out of those, I think Alonzo Menafield. No, you know what? Yeah, you know what? I think Alonzo Menafield. 
I think he drops the ball and chokes. Jared's saying pretty much about every time it's a new opponent, Beverly Hills, Ninja versus the world. No, <laughs> he jokes. Josh saying Jordan Wright is fantastic TV until he loses. Exactly. Lazaron saying I just put it on if there's nothing else on. True. Daniel saying I'm new to MMA. Just wondering how good was Brown and Miguel Torres. The records were insane. Miguel Torres was fucking great. Like as uh, back in his WEC days, amazing record. Very solid fighter. Um, I just think he started to get a little bit older by the time he started fighting even the better guys or guys that are more well known right now. Um, Brown. Solid fighter as well, but he really fell off a cliff too. But there's a lot of guys that like they have so much success early and then they just fall off a cliff. And then they're just known as like, you know, they're known as what BJ Penn is known as now, right? BJ Penn, one of the best fighters earlier on in his career, but he fucked up his record by just taking fights he shouldn't have or fighting longer than he should have. But yeah, Brown and Torres were, were very good fighters. Contender View saying, nah, I get it, but Saul Puppy is a funny dude. Watch some of his content. If you get some time, you'll have a chuckle. I will note that down, my friend. Uh, don't tell podcasting. Sirkinov is a wolf back in the corner. Yes, I agree with that. Bofo saying, Locke, have you given your lean on Paul versus Dennis in an MMA fight in Bellator? It's rumored. Uh, I would obviously have to go with Dennis there, but I'd be surprised if that doesn't happen. Or if that does happen, sorry. Uh, don't have podcast. This is contract. Make him live. Make some live. Yeah. True. Yeah. If he loses, he's likely getting cut. I'm surprised they're giving him a fifth shot, right? I think he's 0 4 now or in his last four fights. So we'll see. Don't tap saying Taurus had grimy Muay Thai, smash people. Yeah. Very lengthy for that that 135 pound division as well. One of my first ever, like, behind, not behind the scenes, but like public MMA memories that I, can, I, I had was UFC 113. I'm in Montreal, walking around downtown after the fights, and I see Mario Yamasaki and Miguel Torres coming out of a strip club. <laughs> that was that fucking had me dying. They had like a couple girls and shit too, but like I, I remember that. That was we're talking 12, 13 years ago. UFC UFC 100 was 2009, so 2010. May of 2010 is when that happened. Holy fuck, time is flown. Justin Villegas in the chat saying, Jackson, Mike Jackson, fight week. Let's go, future chat. Let's go. Let's go. Daniel saying, Peter Rodriguez should pull out and go on next year. Dana White contender series. He's not the best. He is not the best. He'll likely win this weekend, but got to be careful. My guy Moise Audio in the chat coming in at the last minute with a carousel. Why are you carouseling me, my dude? Why you do that? <laughs> I saw you put out a tweet today saying um, Sam Hughes is on the carousel this weekend. Luckily, I am not on the Sam Hughes train. Love her as a fighter, but I think that this is a bad matchup. And again, like I said earlier in the podcast, if the line continues to drop, I might have to play Piero Rodriguez straight up. Jared Curry saying, in the spirit of Yamasaki, I hope the stripper kept going long after he was finished. Lajron <laughs> saying, what does that mean? I, I honestly don't know what the origins are of the carousel with Moyes, but he always puts like a carousel gif or meme or, or post out there uh, whenever he thinks a fighter is going to lose. 
Um, and this week he's got it on Sam Hughes. So we shall see. We shall see. All right, we got about four minutes before I got to get up on out of here. <clears throat> see, Moy saying Olaju, the carousel is the Grim Reaper. Oh, he's saying Olajuwon. The carousel is the Grim Reaper. There you go. That's some deep, dark shit <laughs> from my guy, Moy's audio. Daniel saying, uh, thoughts on my prize pick, Dushko over one takedown, Pieta under two takedowns. I don't know. Both of them have me a little bit iffy. I think Pieta will likely want to keep this fight standing. Then again, I think she can out-wrestle Sam Hughes as well. Um, Dushko, I don't know if he'll go for takedowns, though. I don't know. Lajon Dream saying, what's your sweater say? It is my weekend merch. It is the after hours till dawn. That was the name of his tour. And I've pretty much been wearing both of the pieces of merch that I've gotten over the last uh, couple weeks. <laughs> we got my guy MMA experts in the chat. Been a minute since I spoke to my guy AJ. Shout out to my guy there saying, thoughts on Tuivasa versus Pavlovich. I lean, I lean on the Pavlovich side. Interested to see what the odds are going to be there though. Jared Curry saying the Twitter Civil War fight of the week being uh, Hughes Rodriguez wasn't on my bingo card. Hilarious, right? Absolutely hilarious, but is what it is. Got a couple spammers on the back end here, so happy to block them. <laughs> Much love to you as well. Keep killing it, my guy. Keep killing it. So I got uh, a little bit more tape and next work that I'm going to be finishing off the night with. Hang with the wife. Uh, then maybe study up on Breed versus Alexander. Uh, tomorrow, complete write-off out for the day. But I will be back on Thursday for a doubleheader. MMA Lock Talk, 4 p.m. And then propping you up likely at 5 p.m. As long as Cody is uh, can get away from the baby, his newborn baby. Uh, but yeah, 5 p.m. Eastern for propping you up on Thursday. All right. I'm going to wrap this bad boy up. Love you guys. Appreciate you guys. Hit that like on the way out before you guys do exit out of here. Appreciate that love. Appreciate that support. And I'll catch you guys on Thursday. Peace.